0: Welcome to Mountain Mama Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share, from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mama's, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken, and I'm your solo host today. And I'm super excited to introduce our guest today as Carrie Kiefer. This is for our empowerment episode kind of our end of the year wrapping up all the wonderfulness of women that we've talked to this whole year and specifically in the Christmas season she's been involved in Mountain Mamas for I think the inception we've done a lot of adventures and things together but she is um, involved in a really beautiful organization called the Food and Care Coalition and so she's going to talk a lot about um, that process and working with that organization uh, Carrie is originally born in Saint
1: George, Utah.
0: Even though our family lived in Vegas, and, and is I Karen- know. <laughs>
1: yeah, my parents for some weird reason drove from Vegas to Saint George to bring me into the world. So, <laughs>
0: and do you know why at all? Have I they-
1: don't. I actually need to ask my dad.
0: <laughs> some of these things, I'm like, we tell these narratives to our friends and our siblings, and then we're like, I should just ask. I mean, if you're lucky enough to still have your folks around, like, like I should just. check in on this narrative that you know that i yeah there probably was a good reason (laughs) right and sometimes some of the reasons are hilarious too so um great and then you're currently living in springville utah and have been married to your sweetheart for 27
1: years which i think is awesome seems like such a long time it goes by fast
0: (laughs) yes hopefully if it's a good one like it goes by fast my husband and i had our tenure this year and i was like oh my word like a decade Like, when you're single, I feel like it takes
1: forever, for six months to go by. So, anyway. And what's fun about my husband is he is not an outdoorsy person. And I totally am, obviously. in Mountain Mamas, I love playing outside. But he's not at all. But he's one of those, like, supportive. Carrie, go Go play outside so I don't feel bad. Like, I'm holding you back by not hiking with you or whatever. So, he's (laughs) super supportive. And I'll walk in the door after a fun day of adventuring. And he loves to cook. So, I'll walk in the door to... The good smells of comfort food that he makes. I mean, it's awesome. You
0: are so stinking lucky. I really am. That's so great. (laughs) And then you have six kids, and your kids are on the older side. So
1: your youngest is 15 up to 26. Yeah, yeah. We have four kiddos that have moved out. They all live close by, but they're not living at home. And then just two left at home. And one of my girlies is graduating from high school in May. So we'll have, this time next year, we'll have one. One kid at home. Oh, my word. I'm so excited.
0: Are you excited or is that kind of sad? I'm
1: excited. Yeah? I'm exhausted from teenagers. <laughs> so I'm, like, ready to be, to have them all out in the world adulting, hopefully <laughs> successfully. But, you know, just, I'm tired. I'm just so tired. It's fine.
0: Motherhood's great. <laughs> I know. I feel like motherhood in your 40s, especially. I've got littles in my 40s. I'm like, there's a reason why people start this young, because it is. I feel like being a parent in your 40s, is just more tired. You know, I feel like you know more, but you are still more tired. Yep, <laughs> like, for I'm sure. exhausted so much of the time. Yeah. Yay. Well, that's going to be so fun. All right. And then um, one of your daughters is Emma, and she actually did an episode 85 and 86 just a few episodes ago. So check her out. Um, she's fantastic. And had done. she's one of your, I think your second oldest, right? No, Emma is my oldest. Oh my gosh, I asked her that too. <laughs> I know
1: that. Emma. She is my oldest and she's so fun. So she's like, your 26-year-old. Yeah, it is so fun to go mountain mama adventure with her. Like it has been oh. a blast.
0: I think that's the dream is going with your daughters as they're grow. You know, when because we start, we used to do teenager and younger things. Um, but then for legal reasons and stuff, we had to start doing 18 plus for most of our adventures and and yeah, it's been really neat for you guys, like women who have daughters have hit 18 and then you just kept doing stuff together. And mm-hmm. I think it helps bridge that gap from adolescence and mom-daughter to like more like friends, you know, and you're now becoming your own person and I can be part of that process. And it's cool to watch it through you guys because I'm so far away from that in my life. So
1: it's so <laughs> fast, Emily. it'll be here before you <laughs> know it.
0: Oh, my word. I hope to have that kind of, I think that kind of relationship with my daughters that you have, so. Anyway, oh, so cool, so cool. She's great. <laughs> um, so you are currently working at the Wellness Center. Um, you've been a stay-at-home mom for a, like a zillion years, yeah, and now yeah. I'm working at that local elementary school in their Wellness Center, and um,
1: explain what that is. So it's a place, it's just a classroom that we've set up to be really calm and relaxing. Um, it's a place where we say when kids have big feelings, so they're feeling mad or frustrated or... Maybe they're in an assembly or a PE class that's just really loud and they're overstimulated and they just need a place to come and relax. And that is what the Wellness Center is. And um, so I chill out in there all day and it's awesome. (laughs) It's a dream job. It seriously is. I say all the time I'm living my dream. Like I am working the best job because I'm in this room and there's calm music playing and we have like (laughs) bubbly fish tanks and things all around that are just calm and soothing. Yeah. And things for kids to come and do, like Legos or kinetic sand or painting, art, just quiet things that they can do just to settle themselves down and kind of reset, and then they'll go back to class. So it's just awesome. Like, it is the best job.
0: That is really cool. That's
1: like a whole other... I feel like you could do an episode on that, on just the techniques you've learned. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I could talk for hours and hours about... (laughs) The importance of wellness centers I so for awesome.
0: all people
1: I feel like mm-hmm. you need a well everyone needs
0: a wellness center in your home yeah exactly for sure I think that's awesome and then you had a fun fact about you is that you have just loved your 40s like 40s have been
1: great to you like what's
0: happened in your yeah, 40s
1: I feel like my 40s I've always said every year gets better and better but when <laughs> I look back on my 40s and so I'm 48 I'm gonna say that on the to the air, world. <laughs> to the world. Because I really am not scared about getting old. I don't mind getting old. As I get old, my children get older. <laughs> and they're, you know, doing their thing and moving on out. And I'm doing my thing. and Lives are progressing. And we're moving and it's forward. Bad. And it's good. But in my 40s, I would have to say my 40s have been so fun because I went to Disneyland for the first time in my 40s. And I've been twice now. <laughs> That's awesome. And, um... My 40s have just been the time when I started playing around with Mountain Mamas and going and adventuring and finding like that I love to do all these things outdoors. And so my 40s have really been a blast.
0: Like the bell curve of like the median age for Mountain Mamas is actually 40s. Like I, you know, no. the, I didn't know. It I, know. That. <laughs> I know. Isn't that so random? Like, as um, this is my unscientific poll, but like as I'm talking to women as on all the trips from the hikes to the canyoneering to the whatever, like we have our solid young twenty somethings, and then we have our thirty somethings. But like most of the gals are in their forties, and we have our pack of seventy year olds and eighty year, sixty year olds, and we all want to be like them when we grow up. But yeah, like yeah. I think it's the forties because they're women a lot like you, where their kids have kind of like if they started having kids younger. And now their kids are kind of, like, becoming more independent. Now a woman is like, okay, what about this new chapter in my life? You know, and they we've been lucky to, like, kind of meet women at a time when they're ready to get out and try something new and explore and, yeah, you know, be a little rowdy or whatever. Yeah. and So, so fun.
1: <laughs> so fun. I know.
0: Speaking of rowdy, you got to do skinny dipping for your first time. Oh, that's another
1: thing in my 40s I did for the first time that I thought I would not do. But <laughs> Emma daughter we were previously talking about she's actually so good for me to be like I'm kind of nervous about if I'm doing something new and I've never done it before and it seems a little bit scary and she's like mom we're doing it let's go (laughs) and that's how it was with skinny dipping I'm like I will never ever skinny dip and then she goes mom we're gonna do it let's go (laughs) okay all right so I'm gonna do this okay let's go and it was for a good cause I think it was
0: funny like we did, um, Mount Mamas usually doesn't go skinny dipping, but we did our summer retreat at Bear Lake, Utah, yeah. this last summer, and we had had a rough year, or this year, it was, and we had a rough year with our, um, we had a couple women in Mount Mamas pass away, and one of them, Becca Williams, um, who we adored, and uh, loved outside water, like couldn't, couldn't, yeah, she just had to be anywhere where there was water, and so... We asked those who were closest to her what would be a memorable thing, something we could do in memory of her. It wasn't the hikes or the craziness. She just is a skinny dipper. She wants to like get in any body of water, and so we're like, all right, we're going to do that. So that was that was our memorial for Becca Williams. It's just getting out there and just being wild and crazy in the water, and I, and we went at night. Yeah. And um, so I feel like that's a good first
1: time. <laughs> and for we don't get arrested. Sure. <laughs> for sure. And we were in a group skinny dip with. People you know and love, because <laughs> you just feel you feel a little braver when there's other people that are like, <laughs> "Let's go!" It's super funny because I feel like you
0: go and then you all go in different directions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, "I love you, but not that much." We're gonna. I'm just gonna be over <laughs> here doing my thing. And I thought it was just nice. I love getting far enough out, and the water wasn't that. It wasn't deep enough. Actually, It probably could have been a little deeper. But like just laying there in the water and looking at the stars and just like having a quiet moment. It was really.
1: It was, it was not a nice quiet step. moment for me. I was like, ah, ah, and I'm throwing my clothes off as I'm running like, I just gotta, I just gotta get it off and go and get it, jump out, get my clothes back on and run back to the car. Like, I did not pause.
0: And uh, admire that. But it was your first. That's probably
1: why. Yeah. I have skinny did way too many times. <laughs> So you're yeah, saying I need 100%. to do it again so that I can, like, savor the moment a little bit All right. <laughs> Emma will convince me to do that at some point, I'm sure. You no, know, it's
0: an addicting thing. I feel like when you're in the mountains, especially when you're out in the middle of nowhere, and you're like, that's the best. It's so like, yeah. no one's here, like, and I just want to what the heck, you know, I'll go for a swim in the lake, you know, might as well, you know, it doesn't have to be a thing, you know, and just be part of nature. And you know.
1: yep.
0: <laughs> Anyway, awesome. we, we digress. But yes, I think I love the 40s, too. I'm in my 40s. And it's just been the best. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So you were involved in an organization called the Food and Care Coalition, based out of Provo, Utah. Is that right? Yes. Yep. That's right. Okay. And then so tell me about how you got started in this organization. And What is it
1: that kind of drew you in? So when I was in college back in 92, um, and I was at BYU in Provo, Utah, my uncle was actually the director of the Food and Care Coalition. And at the time, they just served dinner to people in the community who needed a meal. So I just started going to volunteer um, to serve dinner. And they were based... um, just kind of kitty, if you know Provo and where Smith's is, they were in kind of kitty corner from Smith's drugstore in this old house. So probably built in the early 1900s. Like it was just one of the <laughs> old houses in Provo. Kind of falling apart. The upstairs bedrooms were where his office was. The downstairs living room and kitchen, teeny little kitchen area, was where they served dinner. And uh, so it, it was just a small place that they just did the best they could serving you know food to the community and it has grown and
0: how did it get started because it's interesting because I'm from Salt Lake which is the next county north and Salt Lake seems to have like so many resources and they've got multiple homeless shelters and and lots of churches that are doing their own thing for the homeless and and doing food and doing housing and all sorts. and it seems like in our county in Utah county we really don't have a lot of that going on here so that's why I was like I was really excited to hear about this project like how did it
1: get started is it government
0: funded
1: or it is not know? as far as I know it's not government funded it's just um a local nonprofit. so just local people we, were just like let's do it let's yeah. make this happen um my uncle didn't start it but he did take it on from whoever it got started I'm not exactly sure of its origin but um he just took it on and 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 currently, like, he's built it to become, like, it is the location now. It's in East Bay in Provo. And it's this huge facility that has housing oh, wow. on the back of it. Mm-hmm. And and they have offices, dental and medical and mental health offices. Most places that help... Um, people that are in need they'll go to a location and get a meal and then they'll be told okay you need to see the dentist okay go to this place you need a mental health go to this place so what my uncle envisioned and what he's now created with the help of so many in the community and donations and businesses that that help and donate but he's created a place it's a one-stop place like people can come there and get their hair cut they can take a shower they can see a doctor they can have their teeth cleaned and cavities filled they if they need some mental health you know counseling they people from the community specialists from the community all come to the mm-hmm. food and care coalition so that people in need they go there and they can get everything that they need oh wow yeah. so it's incredible like it's incredible and in the last 5 years they've been working on um, housing for, with beds and, you know, apartment kind of housing for people that are in transition from homelessness to being able to get back on their feet. Right. So it really is like a full, whole kind of a help for um, individuals and families in need. I mean, this isn't just people, sometimes I feel like we think about the homeless as, Oh, I don't know. Just transient, and they come and go, and they. But there's there's so much more than that. There's there's just a need for people of all shapes and sizes and families that um, that can come to the food and care and get just about anything that they need.
0: Like so, you're saying you they'll help families and individuals. How about, is there a certain age or something like that? If you had an adolescent come, I know in Salt Lake County, that's like a, they had an issue for a long time, a law where they couldn't care for adolescents because they were considered minors and had some issues with housing and things like that. Do you know anything about like adolescents? Can like an adolescent come, a 16 year old girl or something like that
1: and get the services she needs as well? Or I don't think they turn anyone away. Mm-hmm. So I know for Most specifically, what my family helps out with is serving. We, we, once a month, we go in and serve dinner. Mm -hmm. And um, anyone who walks in the door will get a meal. Yeah. Like, anyone can come in and get a meal.
0: I love that, you know, anyone who can come can come and and be served. That's brilliant. Because that's how this should work. I mean, I feel like that's how it should work. And it's empowering people, like you're saying, from any... I mean, I feel like sometimes... You just, homelessness is just somebody who just had a string of bad luck, and it can happen in six months or a year, especially if you were just like, you were already kind of, you know, things were a little tight for whatever reason, and then you just had a series of bad luck, and then that's you. You know, it could totally be anyone, anywhere, and like you're saying, it could be single individuals, families, probably, do you see more single
1: individuals, or more families, or... We see I would say we see a range I mean, probably the majority would be single, but there's couples, there's elderly, there's young, there's families, there's kids, you know, yeah, we see a wide range of of ages and there what I always think about years back uh, when I was uh, there was a different principal at my school, and this just stuck with me. She said one day she said, "Smile at these children and Try not to get frustrated with them and be kind because you might be the only one who says something nice to them that day. And that has always stuck with me. And I feel like for people who are coming through the doors of the Food and Care Coalition for whatever reason, um, just be kind and smile and have a conversation with them because that might be the only time that they get a personal connection or someone to say something nice to them that day. Yeah. So I should always think about that. Yeah. I, was, I've, I feel like I learned something similar with elementary school
0: kids that, you know, you don't know what that kid has already experienced. By the time they get to school, they may have already had a pretty rough day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You know, if they, I mean, whether it was their fault or not, you know, there may have been poor choices around or them that have led them to like maybe they've already cried anger you know they could have had a million different things happen to them before they even get to school and so, so have that empathy and kindness and yeah because they need that i don't know as a mom who brings my children to school i know our mornings are not always awesome <laughs> i'm like sometimes i'm like i send my daughter with my best and i'm like i'm sorry she's a wreck we did our best this morning and do what you can and you know and i feel like yeah like like you're saying no in whatever situation you are when you have contact with the people and sometimes it's just wherever you are it sometimes it's just the people around you you know that you happen to contact and that that you're standing next to in a line that day at a store or your neighbor or whoever you bump into or walk down the hallway with or like those are the people that yeah like you're saying just a smile and a good word can just Maybe the one they get that
1: day, you know, it's yeah. a big yeah. deal. That's yeah. brilliant. And the Food and Care Coalition is a place of beauty. Like you walk in, and it is a beautiful facility, and um, there's just dignity. There's just, I hope that anyone who walks through those doors just feels like lifted, mm-hmm. and feels like they're they're cared for and they're seen. And they're smiled at and they're talked to. There's one gal that always tells me a joke. <laughs> There's some regulars <laughs> that we see every month that are familiar faces. And she, she'll she always have a joke for me. And I try to have a joke ready for her. I mean, you just, like, like you say, you just never know what brought a person to that point in their life. But let them walk through the door and feel seen and loved and, like, cared for, for, you know, 20, 30 minutes while you are there.
0: A <laughs> so. Absolutely. So, like, you kind of touched on this before, but what gives you some of the greatest fulfillment in this project? Like, why have you continued to do this since you were, I mean, has it been the whole time since you were in college, or have you kind of come and gone, or?
1: So, um, I did it through most of my single years there in college um, pretty regularly, but then when kids are little, you know, get married, start a family, and kids are little, that um, we just weren't able... To, to get back and, and go as often as we wanted. But when my youngest, she's now 15, but when she turned eight, and that's kind of the age when um, they, that's like the eight and up can come serve dinner at the food and care. Right, with, right, that's the, the, the minimum family. age. Cool. So, yeah, when my youngest was eight, we started going, again, we just worked it out with the volunteer Gal and just said, Hey, we'd like to come in on this, you know, this day every month. And uh, so we've just been doing it. I mean, what? Claire's 15, so let's do math. That's seven years. We just go every month. Oh, wow. And at one point, we were calling it service and supper. So all the college kids, so my kids who were at college and their roommates and any nieces and nephews that were at college, we'd be like, come serve dinner with us at the food and care. And then we'll feed you dinner at our house afterwards. And so that was fun. We did that for a little bit. And, um, and it's always fun to just pull in, a family in the neighborhood of friends you know like can you come serve with us for a little short headed? can you come serve with us and so we've been able to serve with friends and with family and uh with youth groups I just took my cute little activity boys that uh I I serve I don't know that's
0: ages of like is it eight to ten year old yeah, yeah yeah
1: So, yeah. so we, we, we took them and served dinner with them, um, a couple months ago. And so it's just been, it's just been awesome to bring other people into it and show them what a great facility this is and what a great place it is and what good, good it's doing in our community. And, um,
0: so walk just, me through one of those experiences. So if you brought a friend with you to the Food and Care Coalition, um, do they need background checks or anything? Or are they just kind of volunteer? They're like, okay, and they, you know, just come. and Yeah, yeah. They just
1: have no background checks needed. <laughs> all, <laughs> all you will need take you do, as you are. Right. That's right. All you need to do is wear clothes, closed-toed shoes and have your hair pulled back in a ponytail. Nice. Um, and, and, yeah, there's a little video. If you're a first-time volunteer, there's a little video that you watch. That's like three minutes long, but it just goes over, you know, what you'll be doing and, don't give personal information to, you know, strangers, to patrons there. And, and uh, you know, don't lick your fingers and then serve food <laughs> or whatever, like hygiene things. But but then, yeah, we just put on aprons and, and go out. And we, um, they have a full-time, you know, chef and cook. So we don't actually cook or prepare the food, but um, we'll set tables. And my favorite job is dish duty. I love, like, Work in the big faucet, power sprayer. You just hose oh, them off yeah. the dishes and put them in the dishwasher. <laughs> and then I also um, patrons will bring their dishes to my window, and they're so kind. There, so many will just be like, "Thank you, thank you so much, thank you for your service." And I'm just like, "Good to see you. Have be be warm out there, or you know, try to if it's summertime, you know, try to find a cool space. Don't don't get too hot. You know, it's just." <laughs> I feel like I it's just fun, but it's also great to
0: you know, have that last little word with them. Before yeah,
1: had kind got of got like the their last
0: contact before they head out. So what would you like women and just people in general to know about this organization? So if you
1: live close by and want to volunteer, uh, go to their website, foodandcare.org. And that's A-N-D spelled out, yeah, right? spelled out. There's a place that will say urgent needs, and they have a list of things that that they urgently need, like, right now. And I always love going to that list and just seeing, okay, what are things they need right now? And it could be paper towels, um, Clorox wipes, uh, sleeping bags. So that's all. If you're looking for a donation drive, maybe that you want to do with with a youth group or with your local church or neighborhood or or whatever, that's a good place to start just to see what they're in need of, like, today. These are their urgent needs. And then if you want to volunteer, they have... That email or phone number you can call to get on a list to get on the schedule to come in and and serve dinner. So I love it because
0: one of the things that's kept me from doing it is I thought it was full like I thought you my sister comes and helps as well and it always felt like like they were all had so many people helping there was never like a chance for us to get in but you're saying like if you get an email like you'll be able to like, how quickly would I be able to help out? Like, if I wanted to go next week or do they kind
1: of have to wait a month or so? Or There's probably a little bit, a little bit of a wait. Give them a call and mm-hmm. see. I know lunchtime, they probably need more help um, during the lunch service just because most people are at work or they're home with kids. So if you're available for help, um, being able to go in and help out at a lunch service, they probably have spots open for that where they help. Also, they have a stage in their dining area. So if you have a talent you want to share or you have a a group that you want to come in and sing or perform or anything, that's another opportunity to help. If you don't live anywhere close to Provo and you're farther out somewhere else, just I would encourage you to see what opportunities there are in your own community to get out and help and serve and it kind of goes along with what you were saying earlier that when we're at the grocery store when we're out and about in our communities just be that kind friendly smile to a person because that might be the only smile they get that day or the only kind word that they get that day or just you just never know yeah what people are going through oh man
0: well thank you so much carrie i am just Delighted. We've I wanted to find a way to get you on our episodes for <laughs> our podcast forever. And so um I'm so delighted to hear about this beautiful project that you've been involved with for so long, which is really neat. Um so thank you so much. To hear more fun inspiring stories from women like Carrie, click the subscribe button and you can get them on your device. Uh give us a five-star rating if you're into that, and also become a Patreon by donating five dollars a month and have access to our new bonus podcast. Mountain Mama Misadventure Hacks, Tips and Tricks on How to Outwit Misadventures. So Carrie's going to share in her Mountain Mama Misadventure Hacks episode on um, just how to choose a good nonprofit. There's a lot of them out there. Mountain Mamas is one of them. Um, just how to choose them and what to watch out for and, um, and how best to serve. I feel like there's lots of good little tips and tricks we can use on making sure we choose an organization that meshes with us. And our, you know something that you care about and so we'll kind of talk a little bit about that so um yeah check that podcast out as well and we're just so excited to have you today um, that's it for today's adventure and inspiring empowerment episode join us next time and as always remember a woman's place is in the mountains